The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. We appreciate you listening to The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. We don't do this podcast because we are former addicts. We don't do this podcast because we have loved ones who have suffered from addiction. We do this podcast because we feel that addiction is one of the biggest problems facing the world today, and that no matter who you are, no matter your religion, no matter your income status, no matter your race, no matter anything about you, addiction affects you. This podcast is a free resource for anybody looking for help with addiction. If you would like to help us in our fight against addiction, go to www.patreon.com slash the addiction podcast 273. That's www dot patreon.com slash the addiction podcast 273 and make a donation of whatever amount you would like. Thank you for supporting us. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the addiction podcast point of no return. My name is Joni Siegel and I'm the host for this podcast. My husband, Steve Siegel is the producer of the podcast and co-founder we have an interview today, but before I tell you about that, I want to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And that way, when people are looking for help with addiction, they will find us and hopefully our stories will give them that help. Also, please check out our Patreon page. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the addiction podcast. If you like our podcast, if it's helped you, if it's helped others that you know, and you'd like to support us, you can do it for a tiny donation a month, not as much as a venti latte at Starbucks. Starbucks. And also check out our YouTube channel and subscribe there. And again, give our videos a thumbs up so that people will find us when they're looking for help. Today's episode is episode number 363. Now, we put up a few episodes that we had done before, so we're actually beyond our seventh year, and we are now into the eighth year of weekly podcasts for you. So that's very exciting for us. Little did we know when we started back in 2017 that we would be doing this as long as we have been. So anyway, we hope that you're, we're helping you. Today's episode is a redo of a lady that we uh, talked to last year because she has a new aspect to her story. We're talking to Ricky Friedman, and Ricky is a motivational speaker, visionary, educator, and podcaster who takes you on the walk with her as she embarks on a life-changing journey of growth, healing, and expansion. Her humor, way with words, wisdom, and vulnerability make you feel seen, heard, and ready to transform your life, live your truth, and walk towards your next level one step forward at a time. Without further ado, let's talk to Ricky Friedman. Ricky Friedman. Influencer, social oh, media bigwig. <laughs> Thanks for talking to us again today. I'm I'm excited. To, I'm excited to talk to you again. We had such fun last year when we spoke. Almost about this time last year, I think it might have been March. And yeah, uh, yeah, and you have not been idle, which is very cool. But for people who don't know you and don't know who you are and don't know your story, um, take us back. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Um, you know, what your, your childhood was like and what led you down the path you took. 
Yes. So I'm really happy to be here. Um, side note, it's so crazy because I think it was almost one year ago. Um, and so much has changed in a year. And it's it's amazing how much can change in a year. Um, I'm Ricky and I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a top 100 podcaster. I am a mentor. I help people take steps forward in their life and walk away from addictions, um, primarily weed addiction. And um, I have a, a program called Walking Away from Weed, this whole thing. But more importantly, who am I? Really, who am I? I am... <laughs> I am from Detroit, Michigan, and I have experienced a lot of different things in my life. Um, I'd say my story started when I was a little girl and my mom died when I was 13, and I was put on stimulants, Adderall, when I was seven years old. And I always say that that was kind of the beginning of the journey. Um, and it really, now that I'm in the place that I'm in now off Adderall, and we'll go, go into that, it's really, it's I used to never share that part of the story. Like I never, ever said like my story started when I was put on stimulants because for me, my story always started when my mom died when I was 13. Mm, yeah. But really that's not true. Um, my story started when I was put on Adderall at age seven. Now, now let me just, let me just stop you for a second. Cause you said Adderall is a stimulant, right? Is yeah. it a stimulant when you're seven or is it like an ADHD medicine that calms you down when you're seven and becomes a so stimulant later? It's a stimulant. It's oh, a okay. stimulant. It's okay. a stimulant no matter what. Adderall, Vivans are stimulants. Okay. Um, and I think it's confusing for people because people are like, well, stimulants, you know, that's stimulating. But to a person who's ADHD, a stimulant actually calms you down. Interesting. So like I'm ADHD and when I drink coffee, I'm not like amped up. I'm like, I focus, I'm calm. So it's just a stimulant. It's like okay. one compound lower than meth. Um, it's just a stimulant. And the purpose of it is to calm you down, to focus you in. And so, and, the, and so you had ADHD, presumably, and they yeah. said, well, that's you have to take Adderall. Okay, fair enough. ADHD, and I do. And that's that's always been something that I've never, like, questioned. And, and because I don't believe that I don't have it, I do have it. I don't believe that I should have been put on medication so young. Um, I think it's very dangerous. But I was put on Adderall when I was seven years. I was put on Ritalin, Concerta, Adderall, one or the other, when I was seven years old. And then my mom got sick when I was eight years old and she died of cancer when I was 13. Mm. So if I really think about when my journey started, you know, you, it changes your brain chemistry, right? The medicine, you're kind of numb and it also makes you really addicted to things. And so when my mom died, I couldn't process her grief. As a kid, you can't really process grief, but as a kid who was on stimulants, I really couldn't process her grief, but I didn't know that. Mm. Like- Nobody was like, this blocks your nervous system or this may fuck with your chemicals in your brain. Like nobody said these things to me. So, you know, I became addicted to food. I'd be having an eating disorder. I would. And then I became addicted to marijuana for 10 plus years. And I was always taking my medicine, always upping my dose. Um, I was I was given more, more, more. Right. Because I needed more. And, you know, I never I never really thought like this is weird. And I think it's weird that I never thought that, but no one ever, you know, it was a while ago. No one ever said like, Hey, this is a lot of medication. Like it was like, Hey, you need this. It's accepted, Ricky. It's really scary, but it is accepted out there. It's accepted, Joni, because no one's challenged it. That's right. That's exactly not, right. That's it. It's only reason. 
I mean, I just had an article published in Newsweek about me getting off Adderall. And I'm like, is this foreign to people? Like what? It's like the weed thing. It's like so foreign to people until you meet somebody who's been on it for as long as it's been out. And that person, I can speak to it because I'm like, no, listen, this is really messed up. So, you know, being on the stimulants, my mom dying, having eating issues, um, being addicted to marijuana, like all these, everything was very hard in my life. Like I had a good childhood. Okay. Besides my mom dying, I know that's a huge factor, but I had a great dad. I came from good money. You know, I mean, you know, I, I wasn't on the street struggling. Like I always had resources. I was lucky. I was fortunate. I was grateful, but I was always in like a lot of pain. I always felt like, why? Like something isn't right. Mm. Um, and I like, I always felt unsafe in my body, which is why I smoked for so long, but I didn't really realize it was because the stimulants and because I'm ADHD, you're just more prone to be addicted to things because you mm. love dopamine. And then obviously my mom passed away. So long story short, I've always been in the self-development space, but I was always smoking even when I was helping people. And then in 2021, I walked away from my weed addiction and my whole life changed. It was... But yeah. what made you walk away from it? I mean, you were functioning. You were doing fine. Why did you walk away from it? I was so sick of functioning. I was sick of surviving my life. I felt mm -hmm. like I was in survivor mode and it was the first... And I had tried to walk away a million times. And it was the first time that I educated myself on the brain and the body and dopamine. And it was the first time I understood my ADHD. And I was like, ah, maybe I smoke so much because I have so much trauma and I feel so unsafe and my ADHD craves the high. So before when I tried to walk away, I was just like, you need to walk away because you're not motivated. You need to walk away to change your life. And this time I was like, you need to walk away because your life literally depends on it. Sometimes the hardest thing about getting someone into recovery is getting them to agree to treatment. Bobby Newman, a certified drug counselor with 30 years experience and an over 85% success rate as an interventionist, has created a series of 12 videos that you can use right now to learn every step to get your loved one to agree to treatment. Call 866-989-4499 today and say the word podcast to get a 10% discount or go to newmaninterventions.com and type in the word podcast for a 10% discount. This service comes with a free one-hour consultation with Bobby. We appreciate you listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. We don't do this podcast because we are former addicts. We don't do this podcast because we have loved ones who have suffered from addiction. We do this podcast because we feel that addiction is one of the biggest problems facing the world today, and that no matter who you are, no matter your religion, no matter your income status, no matter your race, no matter anything about you, addiction affects you. This podcast is a free resource for anybody looking for help with addiction. If you would like to help us in our fight against addiction, go to www.patreon.com slash the addiction podcast 273. That's www.patreon.com slash the addiction podcast 273 and make a donation of whatever amount you would like. Thank you for supporting us. Right. It was, 
it was just like I had more knowledge and I was more educated on why I was smoking. It was easier for me to walk away. Also, my life sucked. Like I nothing was nothing was what I wanted it to be. And so, I mean, at some point you got to be honest with yourself, right? Like <laughs> if my life was like if I was crushing it, maybe I'd be like who cares, but I wasn't. I was right. like crashing and I just knew there was a better way. So I walked away. And um I went on long very long story short, I wanted to change my life. I went on this road trip. I went on TikTok and shared my story about walking away from weed and ended up going viral, ended up building a program called Walking Away From Weed, became a top 100 podcaster, all of these things. Um, I've helped over almost 1,000 people walk away from weed. Wow. Um, so That's huge. Huge. And, you know, I'm sure there are some people that have, you know, relapsed or whatever, but, you know, just to give them a different perspective and like... Yeah. I know that like it's it's just life changing um and that well, and and you yeah. know Ricky as you know that there are a lot of people out there who do not believe that marijuana is addictive they just don't believe it yeah it's just come on coffee's addictive like you can't sell it to you can't sell me on that like if you have withdrawals and you get anxious without being without it and you can't go a day without it that is called an addiction that's exactly right it's, I'm and, addicted to espresso. I cannot go a day without it. No, I can't. And by the way, espresso is addicting. I know. If you stop drinking it, you would have some sort of withdrawal. Yes, exactly. Like a headache, probably. Headache. Right. Mm -hmm. And anything that you can physically withdraw from is addicting. Yep. Um, people are just, I don't know that people don't really believe that. I really think that they're just so in it that it, they don't want to confront it. Yeah. That's how they justify it. Like, like I hear a lot of people being like, well, Ricky, Weed is better than stimulants. And I'm like, why are we choosing? Like, yeah. wh why is it one or the other? Like, I I don't, like, I don't know if I agree or disagree. I was on both and they're both pretty bad. So, like, yeah. I don't, I think weed is sneakier and it's more acceptable. And that's why more people are doing it. Yeah. And I just think it's, yeah. So, basically, I was, like, living this life, like, living my best life off weed, podcasting, you know, making money, doing all these things, help people get off weed. Okay. Anyway, I, when we talked to you a year ago, yes, you had walked away from weed and you were living your best life, but... I wasn't. You are listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information on the podcast or to reach out, if you have a story you would like to share with us, go to our Facebook page by the same name or... You can email us at theaddictionpodcast at yahoo.com or go to our website, theaddictionpodcast.com. And please remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. We appreciate you listening to The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. We don't do this podcast because we are former addicts. We don't do this podcast because we have loved ones who have suffered from addiction. We do this podcast because we feel that addiction is one of the biggest problems facing the world today, and that no matter who you are, no matter your religion, no matter your income status, no matter your race, no matter anything about you, addiction affects you. This podcast is a free resource for anybody looking for help with addiction. If you would like to help us in our fight against addiction, 
go to www.patreon.com slash the addiction podcast 273. That's www.patreon.com slash the addiction podcast 273. And make a donation of whatever amount you would like. Thank you for supporting us. Because you you were still on Adderall. Yeah. And I, and I don't know, you know, I'm sure your listeners can relate, but like, you know, when you know in your heart that there's just like, there's one more thing. It's like, I, I wasn't really living my best life anymore because my life was like, it was kind of crashing. Like I couldn't hold the success I was having. I couldn't, I needed more and more and more, like more highs. My relationships were suffering. Like I went from living my best life for like 11 months to I don't even want to leave my apartment because I'm so paranoid all the time and I'm so anxious 24 seven and I can't even hold the money that I'm making. I can't even appreciate where I'm at. I can't, I was so, you know, I realized that I was on a high from not being high. And once that high wore off, I was chasing another high Mm. and I was taking so much medication, 100 milligrams of Adderall and Vyvanse, which is to an average person, they would be in the hospital because I had been on it for so long. My body was used to it, which was even more messed up. Yep. Um, I knew one day I had to walk away. And I remember actually after our podcast was the beginning of my process um, hmm. of this podcast, because I just remember being like, how much longer can I like lie to myself? Like, I don't know who I am really. I've never been able to process my mom's grief. I, yeah, I lived this amazing year without weed, but like I'm finding old patterns again, like things are happening again. And I just, I just knew that it was time to get off my medication. And I knew it was going to be a totally different process than getting off weed. And uh, it was. In actual fact, getting off of drugs like Adderall and Vyvanse and any of the other prescription medications like that is a little bit dangerous. And I'm saying that very facetiously. It's a lot dangerous. Yeah, it is. So how did you approach it? Did we tell you about Pamela Seafeld? I can't remember because I, maybe we didn't because we had a, a, we, we have a pharmacist who's been on the podcast several times and she steps people off. Yes, you did. Okay. But how did you do it? I opted out on any help. Okay. Um, like pure Ricky, typical. And I'll tell you why. And I'm not saying that this is everyone. I, I'm the kind of person that like, I, when I understand something and I learn about something, I don't really, like, I didn't need someone to hold me accountable. I didn't trust the doctors, to be quite honest with you. They had, they had really failed me. They had never supported me, never like opted to lower my dosage. You know, one time I went to a doctor and he was like, I was like, my medication's not working. I'm thinking about getting off. He was like, well, maybe we should up your dose. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? That's not what I said. (laughs) He's like, your body's used to it. You know, I've had other doctors being like, if you get off this medicine, we want to put you on Prozac because you're going to have a lot of anxiety. Like, I just was so over it. I was like, you guys all suck. I'm doing this on my own. Like, no. And I just trusted myself. I did five weeks of research. I, I read Everything I could possibly learn about ADHD and stimulants and the brain and the body and dopamine. I knew exactly what I was going to happen when I went through withdrawal. I um, spent five weeks changing my diet. I switched to a whole protein diet. 
started taking 30 supplements, 30 different supplements. Like it was that intense. Um, I started to wean myself off from like 60 to 20. And then I, after five weeks of changing my diet and taking supplements, I went cold turkey and I was in bed for 11 days. Wow. Yeah. And it took me 30 days to like. With what? I mean, what did it feel like? I was asleep. I was sleeping. Oh, okay. Um, my body was so tired. It went from like being on 100 milligrams of like meth, cocaine, like this, this, this to nothing. And it was like, what are we going to do? How do we function? So the first five days I cried and slept. I slept 19 hours every day for five days. Um, couldn't eat, couldn't do anything. And then after that, I was able to like take a couple walks, but every time I took a 20 minute walk, I'd have to nap for like five, six hours. I was also very, very anxious. I was crying a lot because my body was like so dysregulated. Um, I was sweating a lot. I was going through a physical withdrawal, like a bad withdrawal. I couldn't eat. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I was so anxious. Um, I just like, I remember like, yeah. And you were alone? I was alone. Nobody. Ricky, you are, you are, are, you're a wild woman. I'm a wild, my family wanted to murder me. I went to Arizona to visit my family because they were so pissed at me. They were like beyond pissed. But I knew that like, I couldn't be around people. I knew I needed to like, I knew if I was around my family for the first five days, they would be very worried about me. Right. And they would like think that I needed to go to the hospital. And like, I knew what to expect because I studied it. I was like, okay. I'm going to go through this, this, and this. I also knew it wasn't like, I wasn't, I knew I wasn't in danger. I personally didn't feel like I was in danger because I weaned myself off. Right. Um, I think someone may, someone else might do it a different way and that's totally fine. I went to Arizona after the first six days um, and stayed with my parents and just to go hiking and be in nature. Like I did a whole dopamine detox. I wasn't on my phone or anything and I was supposed to be there for 30 days and I left after seven. Okay. And I was just like, I'm good. It wasn't like I was really that good. I just was over the withdrawal. Right. And the next part of my process was going to be just be so emotionally taxing. And I just needed to be away from my parents. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. So what 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 then did you go through once you were done with like the physical withdrawal? Now you got to confront the mental and spiritual aspect. What was that like? Really, probably it's. I had the most challenging year of my life. Absolutely, it will be one year on March twenty fourth. Um, I would say the last two months have been great. I would say the first ten months were just. I don't know if I've ever experienced something like that before. First of all, your body is so confused. It's like. Am I happy? Am I sad? Am I tired? Because it was like trying to find my baseline again. Yeah. But the first 90 days, I like really didn't know what was happening. I was like happy one day, depressed the next day, happy one day, good an hour later. Um, I would say the first 90 days, I slept a lot. And I had some really good days where I felt like a kid again. Because like you're kind of like so many things are coming back and you can like remember different things. But I also like had so many different physical issues too. Um, I gained seven pounds in like two weeks. 
which I only ended up gaining seven pounds altogether, which I think is really great for someone who like was on medication for a long time. But that was also really traumatizing for me because it was just like another emotional thing that I had to deal with. Um, I was bloated all the time. Um, everything I ate, I couldn't digest. Um, I was sick a lot. Like I would be like in bed for days. Um, this is like the first 90 days. And I would say, yeah, it was really horrible and not like horrible. It was just like really hard. Yeah. It was a mind fuck because like sometimes I would feel really good and then I would be in bed for four days. Yeah. Um, and I had to like train my brain to be like, this is the right thing. Your body's detoxing. Um, I couldn't do like any hard workouts. I had to do everything that I had to do had to be like very calming for me. So like no intense workouts, no like super loud music. Um, I had to change everything about my life, everything about my life. I was used to operating at like a hundred and now I was operating at like 30. And did you um, continue to, did you continue to post on social media and keep your story up there and like share your journey with people? I, I, should, I should know that since I follow you, but I obviously didn't yeah. see it. <laughs> it's okay. I have a story highlight that says ADHD detox. I shared the first 200 days of my process in the flesh. And that really helped me. I remember just being in bed some days being like, I'm so sick right now. Like I feel horrible. And just like sharing this with people and not to scare people, but just to like give them, you know, like this is what it's like. And, and I think there were better ways for me to go through it, which I've learned, but I was trying to rush the process mm. and that really worked against me. Really? You weren't being patient, Ricky? You're not a patient, <laughs> patient girl? Yeah, I was being really, I was I'm like, let's you. go back. get back to normal. Let's go. <laughs> I'm teasing you. <laughs> it was awful. I just, I wanted to feel, I wanted my body back. I wanted my brain. I wanted everything back so fast. And I rushed the process for the first six months. And that really put me into a state of stress. And I would never do that now. Um, right. I needed to rest. Your body, like 28 years. Yep. So long. You know what I think of as you tell this story, Ricky? First of all, I think when you say you shared it on social media and you weren't trying to scare people, I mean, to some degree, it's you're educating people on what it's like if yeah. you have become dependent on these types of medications. You know, the other thing you make me think of, because, um, I, you know, I actually work with an organization that is, you know, pretty, what's the word? I'm pretty much against drugging kids, basically. And um, you, one thing I think parents should think of is if you're thinking about putting your five, six, seven-year-old on these medications, do you want them to grow up dependent on them? Because the likelihood is they will be. And then when they're a grown up like Ricky and they want to get off of it. You got to stop your life for it. Yeah. And then you become addicted to so many things. And I think the worst thing for me was just like having to relearn my body. Like, am I hungry? Am I full? Do I like this? Do I like that? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's really challenging. And yep. I was so scared to walk away to, cause I was so scared to gain weight. That was like one of the things. And that's right. a huge thing for people. Right. And then like, after I gained the weight, I was just like, that was really scary. But like, I am now I'm in this like 
I be it's like you you get to know yourself in a whole new way. And if you can like if you can love yourself through all these things that happen while you get off the medication, it's like, okay, oh, this is what self-love is. Like, <laughs> oh wait, I can love myself even when I gain weight. I can love myself even when I'm in bed. Like I can love myself even when this, like getting off Adderall made me love myself. Yeah. And I don't know that I ever really did before, like to this extent. That's huge. I think That's so. That's huge. I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, like so frustrated. But it's like I can look at myself and be like, Ricky, you got off medication. Like you're a badass. And like, you are a badass. Hell yeah. Forgive your body. Like give yourself a year and a half to like yeah. heal. You got a pound. Okay. You can get rid of it, you know. <laughs> it's true. But that's a lot, but that's a big thing that keeps people on the medication. Yep. Is they develop such a big eating disorder because they're now hungry for years. So they're like, if I get off this medication, I'm going to gain weight. Because I'm going to eat. <laughs> I'm going to eat. And not even like eat. Like I'm not even eating that much more. It's just right. like your metabolism is all fucked. It's exactly. All the drugs mess with it's your not, metabolism. Yep. Everything. Everything. Yep. yep. Like you're, it's not even just you're learning how to have energy. You're learning how to eat. You're learning yep. how to, to take care of yourself. Yep. Um, I had no idea what I had signed up for. <laughs> I, I I can I can imagine it's dangerous and dangerous. You, but you did it the right way. What what not every single one obviously I probably take thirty supplements too. But what were some of the key supplements that you knew you had to take to counteract it? Um, this has been life changing. Tyrosine. Tyrosine is life changing. I am very you know very cautious about what I put into my body. Yeah, lion's mane. This has been amazing. And then L-glutamine for your gut. Okay. And then a lot of bone broth. Like I drink five cups of bone broth a day. It's mm. amazing for your gut. Um, the main thing people get off the medication is they're going to gain weight. Mm -hmm. They're going to have gut issues and they're going to have brain fog. And so these three supplements um, plus the bone broth really help. And I suggest you take them before you get off the medication. Yeah, because you have to build up right, right. so that when you start to stop taking it and stepping down is a good idea. Not We're not doctors, okay? We're not giving you medical advice. But when you need to build up, you know, the body in order to do that. And your diet, like, and not looking at your phone. Like, I didn't look at my phone for 60 days for the first four hours of every day. I did that on purpose. I'm barely convinced that that was the reason I was able to get back on my feet so much quicker because the dopamine, I was able to produce natural dopamine. So, and I, one thing I don't suggest that I think a lot of like experts do is they're like, take a cold, you know, do the cold plunge. Cause that's like, they say like cold plunge is like the same amount of dopamine as Adderall. I could not recommend this less for someone that's just getting off stimulants you do not want to stress your body out. You want to, I think that sounds horrible, cold plunge. I got friends who do it. I'm like, I don't want to do it at all, okay? And I'm not coming off medication. It's amazing for you, but not when you're just, not when your body's in a state of stress. Yeah. So I suggest yeah. hot tubs, hot showers, saunas, the steam, um, music that makes you feel good, dancing, meditation, like things that are really calming because your body's in a state of stress. And that was one thing I did not realize. Mm -hmm. And I believe that my process was a lot harder because I was trying to like speed everything up and I was moving fast, obviously. <laughs> and I reached a point in my journey like six months ago where I 
hit like adrenaline fatigue and I couldn't get out of bed. I was really sad. Um, I was really burnt out. And it was because my body was so tired. And I was like, I'm done. Um, and I literally spent a month like napping, resting, meditating, like in the sauna. And then I was able to like actually move forward from this. Interesting. Did you lose yeah. the weight? Just curious. You look great, but oh. no. Okay. I still have six pounds I want to lose. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm pretty small to begin with. Me too. You know, yeah. It's just. I was just curious. And, and you yeah. have to train your body and you have to train your yeah. metabolism again. And, you know. Right. So I'm like always like, I, it's not a lack of like trying. That's for right. sure. But I actually think it's, it was like too much trying. Mm. It was stressing my body out. So now I just started doing strength training and, you know, I walk, I dance, I do all the things. I'm trying really hard to remember that like what I did was really brave and that my body needs time and space. It doesn't need me to like be an asshole to it. It needs me to like love it. So I'm trying to focus on getting stronger and healthier. And, um, and that's the right focus. I think, you know, there, there may come a time when you want to go on some sort of a diet, but I think the right target right now is to just feel good physically. You know, you put your body through hell in the 28 years and then since then coming off of it and now you kind of got to be kind to it for sure and it's like my body doesn't want to diet it wants like to be normal yeah like you no know, it doesn't want to diet it wants like it wants to feel free and yeah. like I'm, I'm i think i'm lucky because like most people that go off medication gain like so much weight and yeah. i just i was always very conscious of it but like i just um gotta let your body do its thing. And that was the biggest thing I started to remind myself, like, let your body do its thing. It will, like Mm -hmm. it will, it will, it will, you don't have to rush it. So my advice to people is like, it's okay that you gained weight. Remember that your body is just trying to figure it out and it will. And the less you try to figure it out, your body can naturally figure it out. Yep. I think. Yep. I think, I think you're doing the right thing. You put the, you put the good things in the vitamins and the supplements in and you get the rest and you eat healthy. You know, I mean, if you're out eating McDonald's, I'm going to say, yeah, maybe not, maybe shouldn't do that. But if you're eating healthy, you're doing the right things and your body will regulate itself and things will get back to normal. You know, I am, I applaud you. I'm, uh, I'm in awe of what you did because I, you know, it's something that, you know, it's, it's not, it's dangerous to do. Yeah. It's dangerous to be on it. It's dangerous to walk away from it. Yep. I felt like I had no choice. I was so, Joni, I was so addicted. Yep. Like I was like, my, my family would be like, why don't you like just take less for now? I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> I'm addicted to it. Like there is no less when you're addicted to something. People There's don't no understand less. addiction. That's why we do. There's that's more. one of the reasons we do this right. podcast. You can't no just more. taper off. You know, it's like addiction is addiction. It's like I was like, yeah. you don't get it. I'm taking this ten times a day. Yeah, like, this is not like Ricky was given medicine that she takes once a day. When you're, it's like no, I'm addicted to it. I have to get off of it. I have to stop immediately. Like it was like you have no option anymore. I've used up all my cards and like, yep. we're done. And 
I just accepted it. And I, I knew that because I could get off at weed and change my life. I knew that I could do this. Yeah. So for those listening that are smoking a lot of weed and they take an Adderall, I really suggest you stop smoking first. Um, because if you don't, you'll end up using the weed as your new Adderall. Right. And you don't want to. That's a good, that's a good, good piece of advice. You know, like people will say to me now, like, do you know, like you use people will be like, I use weed for Adderall. And I'm like, listen, like, there's no excuse. Like I don't do either. So like, I know that you can do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done you, Ricky Friedman. Thank you. Thank you. You're if I can welcome. Anything to do it. Literally yeah. you're listening to this right now. If I can do it, you can do it. Um, I just released a seminar called stepping away from stimulants. If you need support. Ooh. Yeah, it's is, like it, the first. is it on your website? Yeah, it's on my website. Remind um, me what your website is. It's just here. I'll, it's, um, it's like my stand store. Okay. My website's S T A N. It's very weird. Dot store slash I am Ricky. It's very weird. A M or M? A M. I am I, Ricky. Okay. Ricky, yeah. R-I-C-K-I, for those of you listening, S-T-A-N dot S-T-O-R-E slash I am Ricky. Cool. Yeah. And they also can just like go to my Instagram and like, okay. it but I just released it today, funny enough. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm just trying to help people with a different approach and um, it's unconventional, but, you know, I it's, am a little unconventional. It's huge. And it's so needed. The, I know that, you know, there's a lot of focus right now on fentanyl and rightfully so. And there's been a lot of focus on, um, uh, painkillers and, you know, oxys and heroines and, but there is also, I think an epidemic in this country of people taking prescription medications. And so stepping away from stimulants, I think is huge. Thank you. And I, and you know, the crazy part is, Joni, is that like people that are on stimulants are Adderall because there's an Adderall shortage or buying it from the streets and it's laced with fentanyl and they're fucking dying. Yep. There you go. There's another reason to stop. Literally, like that was me. I was like, I'm, I was like addicted so much. My doctor wouldn't give me anymore. I was buying it from the streets oh, and wow. I was like, I'm going to die. Like, I got so scared. I was just like, this is not me. And like, you just never know. So just you have to be so careful. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Last word of advice, Ricky, for anybody out there on stimulants. Get you off. Live <laughs> a normal, healthy, happy, beautiful life without Adderall and Vivans. And it might mean for six to eight months that you go through some ups and downs of getting off, but like I am the happiest person I've ever, I'm the happiest version of myself I've ever been. And it would never have been that way if I had never gotten off. Um, Plus like just one more thing. It is a journey and it's your journey. So just, there's no rush to go on the journey, but when you're ready, like you absolutely can. That's great. Thank you, Ricky. You to bomb. You to bomb. (laughs) See you soon. Thank you. So there you have it. If you know someone who is addicted to prescription medication like Adderall or other stimulants, um, 
she can help you get off of it. Once again, her website is S-T-A-N dot S-T-O-R-E, sand dot store slash I am Ricky, R-I-C-K-I. And she's got information up there on how to walk away from stimulants. It's huge. I remember when we talked to her a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, that she had said she had walked away from weed, but she was still taking Adderall. And now here she is, clean and sober, says she has a glass of wine every now and again. So do I. But anyway, she's she's doing amazing. Um, and she tells her story. There you go. We'll be back again with another interview next week. You have been listening to The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information, reach out to us on Facebook or go to www.theaddictionpodcast.com. Our email is theaddictionpodcast at yahoo.com.